Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You are listening to the One Good Scare podcast with Natalie Zamora and Max Mello. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new episode of the One Good Scare podcast. I'm Natalie Zamora and I'm joined here by Max Mello and we have an interesting episode today. I feel like I either start with interesting or fun or I don't even know, crazy or something. I always got to add an adjective in the beginning. Exciting. I hope it's working. <laughs> um, yeah. I'd say this is an informative episode to say yeah. the least. Uh, a introspective episode gonna look inside our souls no um yeah well of course we wanted to do a review of Zack snyder's army of the dead today but unfortunately we were not able to get screeners for it so we have to wait like the rest of the world and watch it on netflix since we both didn't want to go into a theater to see it so next week our review of Zack snyder's army of the dead super excited for that but we thought okay look we need to do something for this week, right? So we talked about this a lot during our March Madness series that we did uh, mm-hmm. a month, two months ago now. Um, yeah. Talking about how much money a lot of the movies that we did in our best horror franchise of all time, um, how much money they've generated. So we thought, you know, why not just go over the, the highest grossing horror movies of all time, break them all down, talk about how much money they've made, why some movies are in the list compared to others. And I think the list will surprise a lot of people. Yeah, I was definitely very surprised. Um, So before we get into our uh, horror news roundup and the highest grossing horror movies, we do have some breaking news from our friends at Manscaped. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and in Canada. This new trimmer was just released, and we are one of the first to get our hands on it and share the news. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you guys listening. You can get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com. Yep. Every time you say breaking news, I'm like, oh, crap. Is the lawnmower 7.0 here now? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love that read. Um, yeah. Fansided20, manscaped.com. Join the 2 million men worldwide. Over 2 million men. Could be 2 million and one. Could be 2.9 million. You'll never know. Um, but yeah, now it's time for our weekly horror news roundup where we go over everything in the world of horror that you need to know because now narrowly has scattered the, <laughs> the, the Natalette. No, Natalie has scattered it's the too internet. early today. It is, it is. We're filming this earlier than we normally do because I've got a vaccine shot scheduled today. So I uh, wanted to get this out of the way to make sure that I don't, uh, you know, have any side effects, unable to record, and then you guys can't listen to our beautiful voices. How terrible would that be? Um, so the first headline, uh, American Horror Story Season 10 
and the American Horror Stories spinoff both have release dates, which is super exciting. Um, we talked about the teaser that they released for Season 10 a couple weeks ago now, of course. It was the whole one by land, one by sea, two of by air, Paul Revere, the British are coming. Um, <laughs> and yes, yeah, so we have both of our release dates, Natalie. What are they? Yeah, so the American Horror Stories is going to be the spinoff series. And it's going to stream exclusively on FX on Hulu. So you can watch it on Hulu, not on TV on FX like you would normally watch American Horror Story. Very confusing. But so that is coming out in July. And then right after that, right in time for Halloween, um, American Horror Story season 10, which is called Double Feature, will come out. Um, So, yeah. Makes sense considering that there's expected to be two stories for the new season 10. um, And... We'll have to wait and see exactly what those themes are, but we know that the overall theme is quote-unquote double feature, and it's like one Mm -hmm. by the sand, one by the sea, but the sand and the sea connect. That's why we're all a little confused what Ryan Murphy is doing over there. But we're super excited, of course, because it's American Horror Story. It's, you know, one of the longest-running episodic shows on TV, one of the longest-running anthology shows, so... Yeah. I always just want the next American Horror Story season to be good and, like, draw me back in. It never does, but I just hold that hope, and I'm like, please, be good, and get me to watch cable television again. I know. I'm the same way, and I feel like it's because American Horror Story has been known from time to time to go really deep and get, you know, insane and have really great storylines, really great horror and kills and gore surprising for you know a network show that's on fx but i think because it's done such great things in the past that i'm the same i'm always just holding on to like all right what if this season is the next best one or something i know um so i mean i'm gonna watch both whatever it's horror i'll watch it yeah i wish just i wish they did they came out on like a streaming platform obviously there's fx on hulu and stuff like that but like yeah i don't have hulu so put it on a different platform Murphy. Um, I know. Why doesn't Netflix just pick it up? American Horror Story has been streaming on Netflix forever. And Ryan Murphy has like a deal with Netflix, of course, with Ratchet and Halston and whatever else he does. So that'd be so much better if, if just a new episode could debut the day after on Netflix, the day that it yeah. airs on FX or something like that. Uh, we have such great business ideas. Nobody just. We're just giving away for free. Um, and then the next piece of news is uh, we talked about this, I believe, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, the live-action Wednesday Adams Netflix series that is coming, directed by Timothy Burton, has its Wednesday Adams, And it is Jenna Ortega. Yeah. So people listening, you might know her from You. If you watch season three, she played Ellie in You. She also played a younger version of Jane, the main character in Jane the Virgin. Um, and she was also in the second babysitter movie, Killer Queen. Aha, uh-huh. I haven't seen that one yet. Still haven't seen <laughs> yeah. it. Um, but I really like her. She's she's a really good actress. She's been like behind, you know, she's been on shows since she was pretty young. I'm pretty sure she was in a Disney Channel show and stuff like that. So She's experienced, and I really liked her in you. And she's also going to be in the new Scream movie. Uh-huh. So it looks like she has the pattern now of horror or, you know, thriller, whatever. This is going to be the new Wednesday show is going to be 
for more of like a teen young adult audience, but it still has, you know, the horror vibes. Yeah. And obviously she'll be kind of filling the shoes of Christina Ricci, who everyone should, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of people's Wednesday Adams that they grew up with as kids. Um, But I'm excited to see what Burton does with a Netflix show centered around Wednesday because Adam's family is such a iconic franchise. It just hasn't been given the love it really deserves in mm-hmm. our lifetime, I would say. So yeah, this is going to be interesting. And of course she's in the new scream. So as lo- she's in a scream movie. She's already my favorite. So this is awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. And I I have a feeling, well, of course, Tim Burton is so unique in the way that he creates things. But I have a feeling that this show, since it's going to be like to a teen audience, might be similar to the Sabrina show on Netflix, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Because that one, like it got pretty dark at times, but it was still, you know, targeted for a young adult audience. So I I feel like we're going to get like similar vibes to that. But I don't know. It's Tim Burton might be completely different than anything else. For sure. Yeah. Never know what to expect with Tim Burton. Could be wacky and out of control. Could be a very serious drama piece. I'm going to probably believe that it's the former when it comes to Wednesday Adams and the Addams mm-hmm. And I wonder how much her family is going to be involved. Uh, I know. Yeah. It doesn't look like, yeah, it doesn't look like they've casted anyone else or they haven't made the announcements yet. So I'll be curious because I know a lot of people were rallying for Christina Ricci to play Morticia. That would be cool. That would be cool. A little uh, nod to the original Wednesday Adams by having her play Morticia. That'd be fun. Um, So yeah, we'll keep you up to date when it comes to more casting announcements for the upcoming Wednesday show. Let us know what you think of the release dates for American Horse. That makes no sense. Let us know what you think (laughs) of the casting for Wednesday. Yeah. If you're, if you're gonna watch, yeah, American Horror Story. <laughs> Are you excited for July? <laughs> what an exciting date! Um, and then obviously the other thing—these aren't really like news pieces, but Spiral came out, got terrible reviews. I read the spoilers. That movie looked dumb as hell. I'm sorry. I'm watching it this weekend. I'm, I'm gonna sorry. go to the theater and watch it. I'm just gonna go. I feel like it won't be that bad if I go in with no expectations or like expectations that it's gonna be terrible. It's. Uh, I heard it's bad, and from what I read, it looks bad. So I need to see it for myself. If reading it makes it seem bad, I'm sure watching it makes it seem even worse. Um, which sucks because I wanted it to be good, and apparently it has like an important message, but the okay. message is like lost in it being just a crap movie. Which <laughs> is <laughs> at some point, I don't know crap movie uh from what yeah. i've heard that sucks I, heard, I thought chris rock and sam jackson would do would do well in a saw movie i don't know why i, just I know felt, felt i mean right. the trailer looked good the trailer did look good and i loved we talked about it, we loved 21 savages remix of spiral yeah. or spiral song which is a remix of hello zep um which is the iconic saw song that plays at the end of every um so I was like going back and watching all of Dead Meat's kill counts on Saw and stuff like that. And I was just like, yeah, these movies were messes from front to back. And I totally forgot that the stepdad from Gilmore Girls was in. He's not even a stepdad. Um, the boyfriend from Gilmore Girls. Oh, is, oh the uh, coffee shop, Luke. Luke, yeah. I forgot Luke is Agent Strom in, uh, in Saw. Oh. 
Yes. Yeah, I guess it's like it makes sense in my mind, but I would never watch him in Gilmore Girls and be like, "That's the guy from Saw." Yeah, other way around. That watching Saw, yeah. be like, "That's Luke from Gilmore Girls." Um, did you? You've seen all the Saw movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's. I think so. He's the guy who goes squish at the walls at the end of the fifth one. Oh, oh, I can like see his face in the movie, but it just doesn't really make sense to he, me because he, I know him as Luke. He, he gets stuck in the 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 water box trap. Oh, and, okay. And to breathe, he gives himself a tracheotomy by stabbing himself in the neck with a pen. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And he talks like this for the rest of the movie because you know. He stabbed himself in the neck. Um, and then at the end of it, uh, Hoffman has the tape, the Hoffmanator, and he's like, this coffin is your only way of leaving this room alive. And he's like, okay, whatever you say, bud. And then Hoffman walks in and he pushes Hoffman into the coffin, and then the coffin lowers and he gets squished. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I do now. Garbage Insanity. Movies. What garbage movies? I don't know. I can't shit on them as hard as you. I can shit on everything after three extremely hard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. anyway. And let me know what you think of Spiral. We'll talk about it on the next episode for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And then next week, Quiet Place. Definitely going to go to theaters to see that one. Yes. Uh, reviews are starting to come out on YouTube for that and for Conjuring. Conjuring right? and, and Army of the Dead. Yeah. We got uh, Army of the Dead was last week, this week, or mm-hmm. Spiral was last week. Yeah, Army of the Dead. Army this Dead. Mm-hmm. Even though it came out in theaters already, but it's going to be on streaming platforms. Um, and for the sake of it sounding cool, Spiral, Army of the Dead, Quiet Place, A Quiet Place, and then Conjuring. Yeah, it's all back to back to back to back. Yeah, it's exciting. a good solid few weeks. Exciting time for horror if you like sequels and the greatest director to ever direct a Justice League movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. We'll have a lot of reviews and thoughts next week, but yeah, it'll be mo- mostly focused on Army of the Dead and Natalie's crappy thoughts on. Well, not your crap, not your, that your thoughts are crappy. That your thoughts on a yes. crappy movie, <laughs> from what I've read. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, that's your weekly horror news roundup. Let us know what you what's excited for. Now it's time to get into our topic for the week, which is going over the highest-grossing horror movies of all time. We're gonna be like a Watch Mojo video today. Yeah, coming in at okay. number ten. <laughs> I know. Should we do them? I listed the top 15 here, and I really just got this from a Wikipedia article that was list of highest grossing horror films. And um, they the figures it notes here have not been adjusted for inflation. So that's good to know. And then two in the top 15 are still playing in theaters, which is insane. Two movies of this year. Um, so that's just another thing to note that they will probably be making even more money because they're still in theaters. Yeah, and the crazy thing to know with these, uh, for all of our listeners out there, is that the genre of horror is a little bit stretched on this list. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about it. It was our whole fourth quadrant of our March Madness breakdown of the monster movie category. Because, yes, it's not as scary as The Conjuring or It or anything like that. But Godzilla is technically a horror movie and The Big Lizard is going to appear on this list multiple times. The same with the, the big monkey, uh, <laughs> Mr. Kong. So the interesting thing, I know you said Wikipedia article for those 
who are just like, oh, they're reading a Wikipedia article. No, it's actually referenced by Box Office Mojo. Someone mm-hmm. was just kind enough to put them into order on Wikipedia. So <laughs> everything is legitimate. It's all backed up by actual facts and numbers. We're not just making things up as we go along. So, Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. I will preface this by saying of the top 15, I love three of them and love is a strong i'm using it very kind of exaggerating right now in the top 15 i love one i love two three four oh i guess never mind four i missed one oh i'm not sorry uh i love four of these movies yeah that's what i'm saying not the number four gotcha gotcha okay (laughs) no i love number four on this list too though you don't love number four on this list? It's not really a horror. It's just, this is the farthest thing from a horror movie. <clears throat> I know. Um, All right. So. Oh, wow. We're going to talk about this. You and I. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. All right. So in the number one spot, I guess this one isn't surprising because I remember when it came out, it was like box office, you know, breaking all the records for horror movies and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you want to say it together? <laughs> yeah, this was I mean, I remember when this came out it it was quickly the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time. Yeah. So, if it was going to be in whatever genre it was going to be in, it was going to be at the top no matter what. Um, but I think a lot of people will know what it is if you were born in the past 20 years. Uh it is <laughs> it the 2017 adaptation by Andy Machete um, that Mm. is just it's so close to The Shining when it comes to Stephen King adaptations for me Um, it probably has a closer place in my heart to The Shining even though I love The Shining so much is that I just saw I saw it in theaters which Mm -hmm. was awesome and seeing and experiencing what like my parents experienced with the Tim Curry special years ago Yeah, that I was able to see what's his face uh bill skarsgård just play an iconic character and yeah absolutely i wasn't like terrified during it but like i was like gripped to my seat just so enveloped in the movie which is awesome yeah i really love this movie it really really um pleasantly surprised me i guess i read the book i think pretty soon before the movie came out just because i was like all right let me let me finish this and it's so long um so of course this they broke the movie into two so there's part one and there's part two part one is just so good i think they did a really great job andy muschetti like you said the director is just really really great and i was kind of nervous about this movie because for a lot of reasons because there's a lot of hype around it but because the monsters and kind of like the way that andy muschetti like depicts supernatural beings i don't really like how they look it reminds me of um the movie mama did you watch that that he made yes i have the like mom woman creature thing she just reminds me of something from like courage the cowardly dog like i don't really love how it looks just his like direction with that but and and it i think it was very similar but i think that he pulled it off and it, it was scary at some parts and bill skarsgård i mean awesome job it's it's also like the dark comedy really comes out in this movie uh yeah you know when uh when pennywise is chasing around i'm forgetting his name the kid who has a huge crush on beverly 
Bill. No, not Bill. The other one. Not James McAvoy. Uh, remember, I can't remember what his name is in the in the, both of the movies, and I can't remember the actor's name, but everyone, when they watched Chapter 2, we were like, who the hell is that guy? Like, oh my god. Like, wait, hold on. Yeah, That's yeah, him? Yeah. Because he obviously loses a lot of weight and becomes really attractive. His older, his older counterpart actor is very good looking dude. Um, yeah. And the the kid is like, he's chasing the kid around school and he goes, hey, fat boy. <laughs> just like, <laughs> it's movie. It's movie. Um, now, I want to correct myself real quick. It is the fifth highest grossing R rated movie of all time. Um, now it is. I no. guess, was it like that year, maybe? No, it, was, remembered? A, it was behind okay. Deadpool and The Matrix. Oh, nice. Reloaded. I feel like they like like in the media it was marketed as that like afterwards. Maybe it was like the highest grossing already movie of the year or something. Maybe. Could that also be the case? People love just starting <laughs> taglines. Highest grossing yeah. movie in between July and August when the yeah. rain is not raining and it's sunny outside. Oh, cool. Exactly. I'll go see it then. You've convinced me. <laughs> but yeah, chapter two does appear on this list. It's at 11. Quick spoiler. Uh, that was the l- I think that was the last movie I saw before COVID. I don't know about you. The second one? Yeah. No, it wasn't the last movie I saw, but yeah, I do remember seeing it. It was up there, right? But... Yeah, I don't remember, to be honest. I feel I like it was in like the fall time of, of 2019. I don't remember either. All I remember is that we walked out of that movie theater and we were like, <laughs> we all looked at no. each other and nobody wanted to say it. And we were just like, yeah, that movie kind of sucked. And we were like, Oh yeah! Thank God you said it first. Like that movie sucked. Yeah, it was just—it's so bland. It's just, just recycled stuff from the first one, which is annoying because it essentially is a recycled version of the story of them when they were kids. But now they're adults, of course. It's just yeah, it wasn't done in a coherent manner, which sucks. Yeah, I agree. Um, but at least we both really like the first one, and it is the highest-grossing horror movie of all time right now. Um, and that came in at, let's see, 700 dollars So over 700 million, which is crazy. And we are both contributors to that number. Yep. Hot in theaters. We did that. We did that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that on a resume. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did it. All right, um, let's. We'll get into the second one, but let's take our first quick break, and then we'll be right back. Okay, the second movie on this list. I was telling you, I was surprised that it was this high because it, it did come out in 1999. The Sixth Sense. I adore this movie. Watched it so many times growing up on TV, and you know, I see dead people. It's iconic. Yeah, it is. I, I think I watched this movie in school. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it was like a, like, oh, the teacher's out today, and the substitute was like, I'm putting on a movie. <laughs> it had to have been high school. Uh, yeah. Or maybe it was for college. I don't, I remember my first viewing of this movie being in some sort of educational setting, and mm. it is The Sixth Sense, M. Night Shyamalan's iconic masterpiece, uh, his best movie, in my opinion, I'm sure in your opinion as well, or unless you have some mm. crazy opinion. No, yeah, this one is definitely it. This is a classic. Yeah, it is. Uh, Bruce Willis is amazing in this movie uh, alongside Haley Joel Osment. And I see Dead People is just one of the most iconic lines in all of movies. It, it, yeah. It's up there with like the I could have been a contender, Marlon Brando <laughs> or Stella. 
you know, all the great lines. This is one of the few movies where there's a crazy plot twist at the end and I can still watch the movie like over and over again. Some other movies where the plot twist is like super crazy at the end, I feel like once I know it, the movie's just not really interesting anymore to go and rewatch it. Hmm. Yeah, I've had that problem with Shutter Island. It's a very random example, but I cannot watch that movie just because I know like everything is a lie and it annoys me to watch it knowing the ending. But the first time I watched it, I loved it. Um, but with The Sixth Sense, I don't care if I know the ending. I think every scene is just so well done that it's enjoyable. You're just like trying to upset me today. Like, Do you love Shutter Island? I love Shutter Island. And it's not <laughs> 100% confirmed that it was all a lie. Okay? The movie's open to interpretation. Right. Now, well, maybe I need to watch it again and then get another sense. <laughs> yeah, but you've already said it's boring. So why would you even bother putting it in? I can't believe you. The, the, interesting, anyway. the interesting thing about The Sixth Sense was the first time I even like found out about the movie was through another movie because in Adam Sandler's 51st Dates with Drew Barrymore, uh, obviously she has short-term memory loss, so she doesn't remember who she is every day when she wakes up. Um, mm-hmm. And they watch The Sixth Sense every day, which is amazing because like in the movie, her character reacts to the crazy twist every single time. Uh, and it's you know portrayed in one scene where she's watching it on the couch with her father and her brother. And... I was like, what movie is that? I think it was my, one of my stepsons like, that's The Sixth Sense. And I was like, oh, okay. Did you know the twist before you watched it then? No. I obviously, you hear, I see dead people. Yeah. Everyone knows that. But out of context. Out of context. Yeah. And and why the guy is shooting Bruce Willis and everything like that. And you're like, I so the twist for that wasn't spoiled for me. I don't I don't want to spoil it for anybody else because. I feel yeah, like it might be like randomly that one twist that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah, because I I think I agree. I think everyone knows that line, but out of context, it doesn't really matter. True. Yeah, it's amazing. I, obviously, he's gone to done a lot a lot of other amazing films like Split, which I really really love, Unbreakable, Glass, which Sorry. is okay, Signs, yes, which was spoofed in the amazing <laughs> Scary Movie Three. So. <laughs> Uh, Scary Movie 3 is on this list. It's just not in the 15. Yeah. It's the it's, it's number 50, which is hilarious. That was the first scary movie I saw in theaters. Oh, really? Yeah. I never saw any of them in theaters. Oh, I just a, watched them on TV or something. That was a that was a weird one. That was a, that had like The Ring and 8 Mile in it and stuff like that. It's really started to really lose me with the, the scary movie theme. But yeah, Sixth Sense is a classic. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Uh, did you say the number already? Mm-mm. Okay, six hundred seventy-two million eight hundred six thousand two hundred ninety-two dollars, not accounting for inflation. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Wild. Um, yeah, when you think of all the other movies that have come out since then, and movies that are on this list, you're like, that's got to be usurped eventually as the number two highest-grossing horror movie of all time. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, now, number three is a movie I love. Do you love this movie? <laughs> Um, I don't really have any feeling about it. This is a movie that I watched like with my older cousins, I think on, on DVD. It definitely wasn't in theaters and I just wasn't too into it. So this is a movie when I first saw it, I was a giddy little teenager. I was like, this movie is amazing. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And then through like my young adult years and like early twenties, all I could think of 
was this one actress in the movie and how she mm-hmm. just represented everything I hated about that movie. And now, <laughs> as a as a as a young savant, as I've grown up and matured with the times, uh, this movie is amazing. I don't know how you can't like this movie, Natalie. It is 2005's War of the Worlds, starring Tom Cruise. And that actress that everybody knows from this movie, who's a great actress, but she's just very iconic in this movie, is Dakota Fanning, um, member of the Volturi from Twilight. (laughs) But she's just so loud in this movie, in the very beginning. Mm. She's just screaming a lot. A lot of screaming. And if... We were a video podcast. This is where we would throw in clips of her screaming in the back of the car. Um, yeah. Again, I hate. I was. It, dro- it drove me crazy for years. That she was screaming. Just no one going back and watching this movie and just being like, "Why uh-huh. is this in the movie?" <laughs> and it, um, it it pissed me off to no end. I think a lot of people feel that way. They hate that in the movie. I love Dakota Fanning. Now. I love I love Dakota Fanning too. <laughs> but I'm just saying that. In the at the time, it was unbearable. Yes. Okay. I I'll give you that. Um. So yeah, I haven't watched this movie since I first watched it when I was, I don't even know how old. Elementary school, I guess. Um. Or I might have been in middle school by this point. But so I should go back and watch it. Probably it's not streaming anywhere for free, but um, I'll figure it out. Unlucky. I saw it in theaters, I believe. <laughs> Nice. I remember distinctly like the previews in the movie theater for this movie, but I think I was more of just like, it looks too like an action boy movie, and I wasn't too interested. Yeah, it is it is an action movie. There are some horror elements to it, like the basement scene with Tim Robbins and some other aspects with the aliens. The twist in the movie is stupid at the end, but that's the twist to that's War of the Worlds. Um, mm-hmm. the, the famous tale of aliens invading the earth and also that movie was spoofed in a scary movie i believe that one was four <laughs> but i love tom cruise in this movie i think i saw it with my stepsister when i saw it in theaters i think she came to see it with me or i saw it by myself but i would have been 12 at the time and it might it was a really loud movie too mm, yeah so yeah and this was a i was gonna say this is a steven spielberg so you know it's gonna make some big bucks. High budget, big bucks. Got the A lister. The cruise. Yep. Yeah. Not a horror movie though, in my book. Not a horror movie. I know. It's more it's just like sci fi action, I guess. Yeah. Next one though on the list. You saw oh, sorry, do you say how much money? No. It's six hundred and three million eight hundred seventy three thousand a hundred and nineteen dollars. Bam. Two thousand five. 70 million less than the six cents, which is crazy considering that I'm sure the War of the Worlds had an infinite amount of more money behind it in terms of marketing. Yeah, I actually was looking at the budgets, and uh, six cents had 40 million as a budget, and War of the Worlds had 132 million. That's crazy. A lot more. That's crazy. Obviously, they both made their money back and more, but you Mm -hmm. would think that War of the Worlds. Would have generated more money at the time. Um, this next one, though, number four on the list. I love this movie. I don't know how you hate this movie. We'll, we'll have to have a long talk about this right now. Uh, it's 2007's Will Smith classic, I Am Legend, which generated $585,349,010 at the box office. So, Natalie, why do you hate this movie? 
So I don't hate this movie, but I certainly don't like it. Backpedaling. Another one of those, like when I, okay, so this movie came out in 2007. I was in seventh grade, so I was a little bit older, so I can't blame it on me being young and saying it looks like a boy movie. But that's kind of what I thought until I watched it and the dog, and I will never forgive this movie. Oh, because of what it did to the dog. (laughs) Yeah. This dog's name Max in the movie. (laughs) Max? I don't know. Is it? That's the dog in the Grinch. Thanks. Yeah, I my friends used to tell me that Max was a dog's name. Uh, <laughs> if any of my friends will listen to this, I'm sure they got a chuckle out of that. Uh, the dog's name is uh, Sam. Sam. Yeah. Because the dog's also the female dog, Samantha. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Willow was in this? Was she? I didn't... Oh, she played Robert's daughter. And Robert is Will Smith. And guess who Will Smith is? Will Smith's daughter. I didn't know that. That's crazy. That's cool. Did you see she's doing like a whole pop punk thing now? Yeah, Travis Barker. Yeah, she went from whipping her hair back and forth to headbanging her hair back and forth. She had like an indie phase in the middle. And then now I guess it's rock. Yeah, well, her brother, everyone knows, is an icon living. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I Am Legend is very much a, I don't want to say iconic movie, but it's very cult classic, I guess is a word. Yeah, I guess it's kind of iconic in the in the world of like blockbusters, I would say. It's not like a underground like hidden gem type of movie. Yeah, it's something you would see on TikTok nowadays of someone doing like a sad song over the dog scene with Will Smith and being and just being like this broke me crying emoji and then everyone in the comments is like what's this movie? And they're like it's a 2007 classic. I am legend in which he battles vampires or they're zombies. We don't know. Yeah. In New York City, but it's uh it's a movie I loved when I first saw it back then. It's very similar to kind of War of the Worlds in the sense of A-list yeah. actor fighting off supernatural characters or monsters, whatever they are. They never really exp- explained. They're like zombie vampires, mm-hmm. vampires, zombies, whatever you want to call them. And everyone remembers this for the dog scene. That's why. If the movie doesn't have the dog scene, maybe this movie doesn't go down in its iconic status. Yeah, honestly. And this is another one that had a really big budget, 150 million. Big bucks. Yeah. I, yeah. The the action in this is awesome. I remember this was like this came out before or after Pursuit of Happiness. After? After, right? I think Pursuit of Happiness was 2006. Yeah, okay. It came out a year after Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, okay. This was yeah. like Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell, Will Smith. Um, obviously, Will Smith had the super popular early '90s with Fresh Prince and Independence Day and Bad Boys, and then early 2000s. And then for this mid 2000s period, it was really there was this, there was Pursuit of Happiness, there was that other movie which I haven't seen, but I know it makes people cry. It's like one of the movies I'd be like, I need to cry. That's the movie they put on. And it's uh, seven pounds. Seven pounds, yes. That movie made me cry so much when I saw it, and I haven't watched it since because yeah. it was so sad. I haven't seen it, and and I was like, <laughs> that movie makes you cry, and I was like, okay, I'll I'll watch that when I feel like crying. Um, <laughs> same way people are like, oh, click, 
that movie makes me cry immediately. And I'm like, yeah, that one scene in the rain will make me cry. But the rest of Click, I'm cracking up. Like, I heard Seven Pounds is, like, heavy as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, Will, Will Smith was making a buck. He was making the big bucks. Um, yeah. He hasn't, like... Men in Black 3, I didn't like... I didn't like the new Independence Day. Was he in that? Oh. I don't think he was in it. I didn't watch it though, so I don't know. I don't remember if he was or not. Um, and then they did a new Bad Boys. Yeah, I didn't even watch that one either. Yeah, and the last thing I think I watched of Will Smith was the Fresh Prince reunion, which was also made me tear up because that was sad to watch. Didn't watch it either. Wow, what a hater! <laughs> you never um, were sent to live with your auntie and your uncle in Bel in Bel Air. It is <laughs> Neither was I. But anyway, yeah. I am legend. A lot of money. More horror than the other than War of the Worlds, though. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This one, so this one made at the box office five hundred eighty-five million three hundred forty-nine thousand and ten dollars. Really bucks. big, big bucks. Now, big budget, big box office. Yes, the next two on this list uh, involve a giant monkey, and they are not horror movies in our books at all, though. I'm sure back it's a in, monster movie. It's a monster movie. I'm sure back in the 30s, people were freaked out of the idea of a giant monkey climbing the top of the Empire State Building with a damsel in distress in his hands. Maybe. Now we're all Probably. like, that stuff will never happen. That's just impossible. <laughs> it's a movie. Mm -hmm. um, the first one is number five, Kong Skull Island, the newer one that obviously ties into Godzilla versus Kong. That one did $566,652,812 at the box office. And then Peter Jackson's King Kong did $4 million less than that in 2005. And I haven't seen Skull Island, but I remember the hype and the anticipation that was surrounding Peter Jackson's King Kong. Because it was like, the man who made the greatest movie trilogy of all time is tackling the most iconic monkey in all of movies. <laughs> and he's going to make this big spectacle. And Jack Black is in it. Come watch. And I was like, okay, I'm there. And I will buy your accompanying video game. Yes. I rented the video game, I remember, from Blockbuster. Yeah, you've traveled in the jungle. as uh, <laughs> I think you played as Adrian Brody in the in the game. Or you played as some other unnamed character, I don't remember. But, yeah, I don't remember. Um, that King Kong movie is one of like the most anticipated movies I remember of my lifetime. Just people drawing so much hype around it. Just because of how much praise Peter Jackson got and how many awards The Lord of the Rings won. I'm not a major Lord of the Rings fan. Star Wars is better. Shame. Star Wars is better. Shame. It's just the way it is. Uh, if you want my thoughts on Lord of the Rings, go watch Clerks 2. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is a very offensive uh, analogy of Lord of the Rings uh, in uh, a Kevin Smith movie. And Kevin Smith is amazing. So, yeah. Kong. Uh, the next one, as watered down as zombie movies come, if other than Warm Bodies, uh, is 2013's World bleh, World <laughs> War Z. Uh, this did 540 million dollars. Now, I don't like this movie. Me either. This movie is like this movie pisses in the face of everything that I love about zombie movies. <laughs> it's garbage. It's just like I want gore. I want bodies being torn to shreds. <laughs> I want intestines and blood and you know hordes of zombies. 
And this movie is obviously PG-13. It was more tailored towards a a uh, general movie audience. Family, yeah. Family film type of thing. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Brad Pitt looks great with long hair in this movie. Can't deny it. Uh, <laughs> it's just the inspiration for why my hair is long now. Um, but it, there, there are some corny-ass scenes in this movie. Like... Yeah. The the whole the one where they're running up each other on the wall is corny as hell. Like everyone's like, that's one of the coolest action scenes in horror. Like, what are you doing in this situation? I'm like, one, that's never happening. I'm not playing a <laughs> stupid game. Sorry. I feel I, like it looked cool in the trailer. Like I remember being a little bit hyped for this movie because the trailer looked good, and then the trailer showed all the good parts. I guess it did, and it's just <sighs> Army of the Dead looked better. I'm just let's put yeah it out there. It's just, I, I don't know. Shaun of the Dead is better. And any, I mean, obviously Shaun of the Dead is a fucking classic movie. But <laughs> any zombie movie is better. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I never read the book. Did you read the book? No, that's what I was going to bring up that I heard the book is really, really good, but I haven't read it. Same, except the it, people would say the movie didn't do the book justice. Mm-hmm. And there's that one scene at the end where he's like walking through the laboratory and he like infects himself with the virus or something like that, and that's like how the movie ends because he has the antibodies or something, mm-hmm. whatever stupid, stupid plot line they use. I don't know. I I was like, I remember seeing the trailer and being like, "Yo, crap! These look like the Twenty Eight Days Later zombies. This is gonna be crazy." Mm-hmm. And nope. If yeah. It, maybe if it was R rated and had more gore, it would it would have been more appealing to me, but. They went for that, yeah. that mainstream appeal. And it made the money probably because of that. So Yeah, but it didn't make my money, okay? It could have made $547,886, but it only made 76 so. It made my money. I saw it in theaters. Did you? Yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> Sad day. I was <laughs> no, not, I'm just kidding. I, was not, I think I waited until like HBO or something, and I watched it. I was mm-hmm. like, eh, that was boring. Yeah, it was boring. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, the next one, or next two, rather, entries on the list, or we can go through kind of quickly, and then we'll talk a lot about number 10, uh, because that's the next one on the list. That makes you really wrong, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 2018's The Meg. Um, like, are you kidding? I don't know anyone who watched this movie. Yeah, it's the tale of Peter Griffin's daughter. Uh, <laughs> as her, no, uh, it's, a, it's a giant shark, and it's got Jason Statham in it, and I don't need the transporter fighting a knockoff Jaws, okay? I need the transporter transporting things and fighting in cars alongside Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Vin Diesel in Fast and Furious movies. He doesn't need to be taken on some giant knockoff Jaws. That's just something we don't need. Yeah, you hit it on the head. I was going <laughs> to say, Jason Statham, no, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm very, very good. I don't need to watch this movie ever. I'm sorry to yeah. anyone who likes it. Rain Wilson is in it. There's one one good thing. Yeah, well, how many shrewd bucks did this movie make? <laughs> a shit ton. A shit ton of shrewd bucks. <laughs> this movie made $530,243,742. And we can both confidently say we didn't contribute to that. Thank you. Oh, my God. That's a lot of money. I know. That's I think, crazy. honestly... I think the pattern that we're seeing here is that if it's a big name star, a big name action star, and 
it, the movie's either PG-13 or it could be, you know, like a family could go and see it, then it's going to make a lot of money. That's like the typical blockbuster formula and it's translating to horror for sure. Yeah, it's not to crap on the Meg. I'm pretty sure people were like, this movie was better than expected Okay. Uh, when it came out. Um, I, The whole shark idea has been exhausted. I would rather mm-hmm. them try to remake Jaws in a more visceral type of way and risk all of their money and to try risk to, it all risk it all trying to make a classic that my move that my family's attached to um yeah then make the meg and talk about a megalodon and call it the meg which is just a stupid name um and put jason statham in it but i love jason statham i just don't need this movie in my life uh and that's a lot of money uh the next yeah. one is the 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 tying piece into again the monsterverse. It is the 2014 Godzilla that had Brian Cranston and Aaron Taylor Johnson and Millie Bobby Brown. Or was she in the second one? Yeah, I don't think she was in this one, but this one has Elizabeth Olsen in it too. Ah, Wanda Maximoff, everyone's favorite Scarlet Witch. Uh, this movie just <laughs> did a little bit under the Meg, uh, which is crazy because Godzilla was again Godzilla. We talked about during March Madness is the highest-grossing horror f- movie franchise. Mm-hmm. in the genre so the fact that this is below the meg why aren't they making the meg a franchise i know it makes i think they are making a second one sadly but it makes no sense because this the 2014 godzilla is like the reboot like the new one of the series so you would think it would make more money i don't know i hope i didn't just speak that into existence like yeah let's make a sequel to the meg but no. i think that, i think there is supposed to be a sequel i wasn't kidding Ugh. Why? Um, yeah, Godzilla five hundred twenty nine million seventy six thousand sixty nine dollars. Also, a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I I like this one. It was pretty decent. Again, just like a an action movie that you can kind of like not think about anything else. Just takes your mind off of life, and you get into it for an hour and a half, two hours, whatever it is, and then you probably will never think about it again. Yeah, haven't seen either of those. I haven't seen. What is it now? One, two, three, three movies on the list. Three out of the top nine, and they're mostly yeah, not horror movies, which few. sucks. I haven't seen a few. Um, the next one I haven't seen, but I know you have only good things to say about it. So let's take our vital break, and then we'll get into it. All right, what is the number ten movie, and probably rising because it's currently in theaters. Yes, I think this movie, if there was no COVID, this movie would be top five. Mm-hmm. Or maybe top That's two, crazy. but not two. Drake, number one. <laughs> he's top two, but he's not two. Um, it's uh, it's the anime film. We talked about it. I wanted to do a review on it, but I didn't want to also subject Natalie to watching anime if she didn't want to. Um, <laughs> is Demon Slayer's Mugen Train, uh, which came out a couple weeks ago in theaters during COVID, and this movie has generated $477 million worldwide, which is insane considering it's still playing. There's a pandemic going on across the world, and this movie is amazing. It's not, again, it's not a horror anime in any sense. It's more Naruto with some crazy demons than anything. <laughs> Though comparing it to Naruto also isn't fair. Um, it's just like, it's not like a strict horror anime you know there's mm-hmm. there's more going on here it's more shonen it's more main characters fighting and fighting off demons and stuff like that 
But the animation in this movie is bar none that I've ever seen in any movie. Uh, it's amazing. It's heartbreaking. I cried. The movie <laughs> made me cry at the end. It's very sad. Um, the the thing that's crazy about this though is that this is going to. Ch- I think this is going to change the game when it comes to anime movies and anime as a whole in the mainstream because. Uh, you know, in the past, growing up as a kid watching Dragon Ball Z and Naruto and stuff like that, the movies that came out around those movies around that came out on VHS and stuff, they weren't tied into the show at all. They were just mm-hmm. side stories that didn't really play into the actual plot of the show. They never really ref. They were never referenced in the the actual story of the show. So the fact that this movie is a direct sequel to the first season of the anime and ties yeah. it into the second season of the anime and it made this much money not only shows how popular the show is, one like Demon Slayers in this whole new big three that anime fans will talk about. Um it made this much money it's a sequel and people were like, yeah, I'll go out and I'll go see this movie. Like whatever you Mm -hmm. want to do, I'll go see it. And that's crazy because the Dragon Ball Z movies did that or recently came out. The super movies did. Okay. But the fact that this is in the top, this number 10 and it's still climbing. I think a a lot of anime companies are now going to start doing this and they're going to start doing big box office releases and just capitalize on making a ton of money and cool. I'm down. Take my money. It's all yours. <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of sense because if it's like a direct sequel to the the season that you've been watching, it's like you obviously have to watch the movie. And I think, you know, it was interesting, at least here in America. I don't know about in Japan or wherever else it was playing, but here you have to go to the theaters. You can't find it anywhere else. So that definitely contributed to it. Yeah. Once it once it's available on streaming platforms, I'm sure. Uh you know, more people will see it. Of course, if you didn't go see it, totally understandable. Uh, it's not a hundred percent safe yet in theaters. Um, but I hope it does get a release later, like in a month or two again, like a re-release or something, mm. or if it's still playing mm-hmm. in theaters once I'm fully vaccinated. Cause I got three weeks after today and <laughs> once I'm fully vaccinated, if I feel safe enough, I want to go see it in theaters. Um, I watched it through, Anyway, um, but yeah, it's still playing. It's making a lot of money. And uh, again, it's not super horror. It's not meant to scare you in any sense like that. Uh, it's more action than horror. Um, and uh, yeah, I cried. Like I said, maybe tear up. And it's powerful when an anime can do that. Yeah, I, I can imagine. <laughs> Just like the dog scene in I Am Legend. Um, yeah but that's number 10 Demon Slayer Mugen Train Uh, number 11 is It Chapter 2 like we said Mm -hmm. Um, $473 million a lot of money the lesser of the two that came out in the in 2019 just unfortunate that it wasn't as good as the first one yeah definitely I feel like we've talked about it a lot so we don't have to say much more but yeah, it was really disappointing because I think in with the book, I think the the first half and the second half, I kind of like them equally. I don't think that the second half of the movie had like a worse story to go on or anything. If anything, I kind of like the second half of the book better because the stakes are higher. They're adults. They're going through 
you know, more things, more adult things, and they're actually processing things that happened in their childhood, which they didn't process. And you're with these characters for so long that by, you know, the end of it, the second half of it, you just love them so much and you're so attached to them. So for this movie to be so bland and it was drawn out and it was just really disappointing. Yeah. And the, correct me if I'm wrong, the second half of the book opens with a very graphic scene that's not portrayed like detail by detail in the beginning of the second one. Like there is the scene, but it's not, they mm-hmm. like people weren't expecting them to put that scene in the movie, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it. Cause, um, they beat up um, with the, the, the gay guy. The, the yeah, the gay guy outside of the carnival or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- it might have been more graphic in the book. I haven't read the book. I have it. So yeah. My girlfriend bought me like a real special edition of it. She's like, read this, and I was like, yeah, thank you so much. I will, I promise I'll read this. And <laughs> it's really long. I know. I really want to read it, but also it just looks great on my bookshelf. That I'm just like. <laughs> It's like a piece of art. I'm like you look great there. Keep doing what you're doing there. Book not being opened. Um, the and it's like we're not crapping on it in the sense of like it's a terrible movie. It's and in the sense of both movies combined, they missed on I would say fifteen percent of the whole pie of it. Yeah, and it chapter yeah. two. Uh, the the horror is great. Natalie doesn't scare Natalie that much. Natalie's very <laughs> tough. Um, with two F's, tough. Um, the the casting in the first one is extremely on point. All the kid actors are amazing. The casting in the second one is on point. All of the adults that they got to portray the kids is on point. James McAvoy, Jessica mm-hmm. Chastain, Bill Hader is amazing. Um, the horror falls off a little bit in the second bit. It's not. It's more cartoonish. It's more corny. Yeah, I thought it was corny, yeah. I thought the beginning started off strong in the second movie, and then it kind of lost me towards the end. Same. Uh, and then the ending is okay. Like, I do like the... the it's it's very, it's more CGI-focused. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really just bogged down by that middle... If it's like six hours all combined or something, whatever, five and a half hours, whatever it is, maybe like five hours. I don't know. Math is hard. That like last, that middle hour of the second part is really, really, really tough to get through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, it's a shame. But I mean, it just comes with you know the territory of adapt- adapting a really, really, really long book with so many details and so many things to get right or that you could get wrong. That I think it's okay. Like, I don't like this movie really, but I definitely wouldn't say I hate it. it. The story is still there. Yeah. And I'm glad that we've done this and it's gone. It's in the in the past now because now we don't have to deal with. Remember when clouds were on the side of the road when this stuff was getting announced? Yes. <laughs> oh, I hated that, Trent. Oh, what a terrible time. Um, yeah. It chapter two. Next, the shark that my parents caught now um, is 1975's uh, Jaws. Another Steven Spielberg movie makes it onto the list, generating $470 million, $653,476. I'm like drinking a Red Bull as we go along here, and I'm just like getting more and more amped up. Um, $470,653,000. Not much to say, Jaws. Absolute classic. 
Yeah, yeah, this is a great movie. I think that if I didn't have the nostalgia factor, I might not have, you know, enjoyed it that much to this day. But this movie, compared to all the rest of the movies, had a very small budget of $9 million. And they absolutely crushed that in the box office. Yeah, it did pretty well. Not too bad, whatever that percentage is on a return. Um, <laughs> the only shark movie that deserves to be on this list, in my opinion, because Jaws is just better than The Meg, and I've never seen The Meg, and I feel confident making that assumption. Um, other Agreed. classics, Deep Blue Sea, that's another good shark movie. It just, I don't know. Again, I would also like to see how much the other Jaws movies have made because the rest of those mm-hmm. movies are really, really, really bad. Yeah. Um, number 13 is 1973's The Exorcist, the classic. Uh, $441 million. Just over. Insane. Um, I mean, not much to say about The Exorcist. It's one of the longest horror franchises. Uh, I would expect we get some kind of True, true Blood remake uh to this movie in the next 10 15 years yeah yeah definitely and i think when this movie came out i'm pretty sure that it wasn't like a smash hit in terms of critics and reviews but everyone just went to see it because they wanted to be scared and heard about people like running out of the theaters or like throwing up or something like you know all of that kind of kind of stuff that you hear about which for paranormal activity even though they marketed it that way i don't think that happened but for this movie i'm sure it happened because 1973 they didn't really have that many horror movies like this and i mean i've just heard from like my parents and the internet that this was a really scary movie when it came out which is funny now but it just speaks to how iconic it is and how many people rushed to the theater to be scared doesn't scare you, does it? Nothing scares no. you. What scares you? Oh, we talked about this Jurassic Park dinosaurs. Yeah, and the movie The Strangers. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't what? like that movie. Well, I do like it. I think it's a good movie, but it scares me. That one freaks you out. Liv Tyler. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Now I know it scares you because I thought nothing scared you, which is scarier than being scared by something. Um, <laughs> number 14, The Mummy Returns. Why? How? <laughs> not, not why, how? Uh, a, a lot of money. Four, $433 million. Um, I mean, slap Brendan Fraser on a poster make money i guess is the formula so i was gonna say i guess it is just another big star at the time in an action movie and i think like this one is definitely action horror so it opens it up to a younger audience that can go see it for sure um i remember the first one just the first one was like a a classic on cable television that you had to always put on uh-huh um rachel weiss and and brendan Fraser. Though, for my childhood, I much preferred the Brendan Fraser classic, Looney Tunes Back in Time. Um, <laughs> so, I can watch that, yes. I like I like the, the Mummy Returns movies, or the Mummy movies. I like the Scorpion King with Dwayne the Rock. Um, I never saw the Tom Cruise movie. Did you? Mm-mm. I'm surprised. And I never... Yeah, I never even saw the, there was a 2008 one of the Brandon Fraser ones, the Tomb of the Dragon Empire. Didn't watch that one either. I think Jet Li was in that one. Yep. Crazy. 
Um, yeah, never saw that one either. Um, not a massive fan of those movies. I just remember no. the first one was always on TBS or TNT or <laughs> one of those cable network television shows. Um, yep. But yeah, that's uh, that's number fourteen, and then number fifteen is also a movie that is still currently playing, and a movie that, if the world was not the way that it is currently, could very well be number one, um, considering all of the hype and. Uh, buzz it had around it, which is the third MonsterVerse movie on the list, 2021's Godzilla vs. Kong, which is still currently playing, like I said, $422,718,000. Now, of course, this movie is not only affected by the COVID-19 pandemic going on and people not feeling comfortable going up to theaters, which is totally understandable, but also the fact this movie is streaming for free on HBO Max. So, that will also subtract from the revenue because theaters are starting to open up. People are getting vaccinated. People are mm-hmm. going to see movies, but you have like, you're battling of course the pandemic and also HBO max being God's gift to, to <laughs> human society. Like it's just amazing that all these movies are free for streaming on here. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. This is a movie that I probably, if it wasn't COVID, I would maybe see it in theaters, but with the state of the world now, I would not be seeing this in theaters. And I did watch it on HBO Max and I thought it was okay. There are some good scenes. The cast is good, but you know, it's not, it's not anything that you wouldn't expect from these monster movies. Everyone's favorite sheriff of Louisiana is in this movie. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Um, Yeah. I need to watch this movie. I need to watch first. I need to watch the Godzilla movies, and then I gotta watch the Kong movie, and then I'll watch this mm-hmm. movie. And by the time that happens, we'll probably be on what pre- Biden's what the forty-sixth president. We'll probably be on like fifty something. <laughs> I will be very old. I, don't, I have no interest to see these movies, unfortunately. Um, yeah, that's rather, all right. I'd rather watch anime or something else. I don't know. These <laughs> movies just don't interest me. They don't grab me off the the trailers or the poster. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, they're all right. Not missing too much. Good. I'm glad. I was very worried <laughs> it was. Um, now, that's the top 15 when it comes to singular movies. Now, of course, we've talked about franchises in the past. And quickly wrapping up here, um, Godzilla is number one. Uh, we've mentioned that mm-hmm. before. $2 billion worldwide. Conjuring is right behind it at $1.9 billion, and we talked about the fact that obviously you have Conjuring 3 coming out, The Devil Made Me Do It, um, mm-hmm. and we expect, again, I'm sure that movie will do a lot of money, but yeah, will it be enough to overtake Godzilla? Be interesting to find out. But we do know that there are more Conjuring movies coming out in the next 10 years than Godzilla movies, so... yeah there's a high chance that the Conjuring universe does take over. Um, the MonsterVerse is right behind that at 3.1.9. Then The Mummy, King Kong, Alien, Resident Evil, It, Saw, which is crazy because it's in the franchises, but it's not in any of the top 10 or top 15 yeah. movies. Um, I don't even Same know. with The Conjuring. Yeah, Conjuring 2 comes in at 25. Mm-hmm. Conjuring 1 comes in at 26 when it comes to singular movies. Saw isn't on here at all. That's crazy. And neither are any of its sequels. Now, obviously, these movies were kind of low budget. Um, mm-hmm. And people, they just, who was it? Some some YouTube movie reviewer was talking about the fact that these movies are just all so low budget that, and they made so much money every Halloween that they just used the money they made to then just crank out the next one. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just how it worked. Um, but 
Some interesting number, some interesting movies on here. A lot of the Resident Evil movies are on here. Well, I hope the new one is on here, uh, and I hope the new one's good. Um, Shutter Island's on here, thirty-one. Get Out is only thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's interesting. Yeah, Us is right behind it. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised, in a sense that Us made less money than Get Out, even though Get Out is the better movie. But us yeah, had the, the hype. hype already built behind it, and I mean, it only missed out by like less than a million dollars, which is crazy. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what happened with the Nun, which is the highest Conjuring verse movie at twenty-two. Garbage, absolutely one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But it it really had to have been people were on board with the Conjuring movies, and the marketing was good. Ugh shaking my head and i watched it in theater so i'm part of the problem you are part of the problem i'm glad that you identified (laughs) yourself as part of the problem i really appreciate that i don't have to do it for you um another one that we kind of wish is was higher um because of how good of a movie it is is um the podcast's favorite movie we don't even have to name it you figure that out on your own no it's 2018 halloween yep it's at 37 and the halloween franchise is at what now it's at all the way at number 19 in the highest grossing horror film franchises. Yeah. Um, and Scream is right behind it at number 20. Shameful. Shameful. What's crazy is that when you look at these movies, the, the farther you go down the list, the more horror movies they become. Um, mm-hmm. As soon as you get out of kind of 21, which is Godzilla, King of the Monsters, The Nun, Hannibal, A Quiet Place, Conjuring 2, Conjuring 1, The Last Resident Evil movie why um annabelle creation van helsing is that the huge Jackman one it is the huge Jackman yeah 2004 one. that's hilarious okay uh resident evil 4 afterlife also a terrible movie uh shutter island fantastic movie the, t- the plot twist is amazing uh split scary movie sounds like yeah these movies are just more horror now we've gotten out of yeah all the big budget monster movies yeah so that makes sense very interesting so, yeah. Uh, what's cool though is that if you also go into the same Wikipedia page, um, just Google list of highest grossing horror movies. Um, they also break it down in terms of highest grossing horror films by year. Mm-hmm. So, pretty cool. The movie you were born ninety three or you ninety four? Ninety four. That's like immediately what I was going to. Yeah. the The <laughs> highest grossing horror movie of your of your birth year is Interview with the Vampire, which is the best movie that came out during your year. Yeah. genre. Mine is also the best horror movie that came out during my year, <laughs> even though it's not a horror movie in the slightest, and that's Disney's Hokey, Hokey, Hokey Pokey. <laughs> Hocus Pocus. Yep, that that checks out. Those were the two movies we said were the best. I know, right? Oh, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> Hilarious. What's also crazy, the Saw is not on here at all. <laughs> no love for the Saw franchise. As a, hmm. I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like I want to hate these movies, but the Saw movies. Mm-hmm. You do hate them, in a sense. <laughs> we should review Spiral. I'll see it and we'll watch it. We'll review it. Okay, sounds good. Perfect. Alrighty, what a fun episode. I feel like we just <laughs> my brain is now mush. We just talked about numbers for an hour. <laughs> Yeah, we just crunch numbers. We're in finance now. I know. This is your fault for not getting screeners of Army of the Dead. <laughs> I know. I really tried. 
But... Did you? I don't think you tried to. You were like, can I get, no? Okay, too bad. I emailed two different people. Uh, it's, oh, two <laughs> round of applause for Natalie, everybody. No. Um, <clears throat> honestly, they should be reaching out to us. They'd be like, hey, we have screeners for this. Do you want to do our movie? <laughs> One day. That's what we aspire to to get to. Um, but yeah, I hope you found this episode interesting. Um, a filler episode. <laughs> Really, um, I thought it was interesting because I wasn't expecting. I really thought the conjuring would be higher, and it just proves the the formula that makes the money. Good, huge movie star lead, genre blending, so it has a touch of horror, but it's more action, and younger people can watch it, like teenagers and maybe middle schoolers. Hmm. I think you have a future in Hollywood. <laughs> Me, I would cool. not, I would not work in Hollywood. I'd be like, this movie is not scary enough. This movie is not gory enough. Made this movie scarier, and they're probably like, get out. Get and out. then no one would watch it, or like people would watch it, but it wouldn't be a family. It wouldn't make outing. It, yeah, it wouldn't make as much money as they wanted it to make, and they would turn to me and be like, you're fired. You didn't make as much much money. I'd be like, <laughs> my bad. Apologies, but at least the movie's good. This is true. This is um, true. All right, cool. So for anyone listening, let us know if there are any surprises on your end, any movies that shouldn't have made that much money or any movies that you're surprised didn't make as much money. Um, you can can tweet at us to let us know your thoughts. My Twitter handle is at Natalie Zamora with two A's at the end. And then Max is at Odd Slice. And then make sure to come back next week and listen to our review of Army of the Dead. Hell yeah. Zack Snyder. Super excited. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.